Welcome to the Curiosity Crisis. We challenge ourselves to explore the world of business, tech, investing, and science. Get curious and be part of the journey as we discuss, challenge, and learn. So today we're talking about AI, and I'm going to pick Luke's brain about it. Uh, Luke studied computer science and software engineering, so has a bit of a background in the topic and absolutely loves all things tech. So I'm very keen to, to get into it. Uh, Lukey, how are you, mate? I'm very well, thanks. It should be a very fun episode. It's obviously a, a hot topic and uh, maybe even a bit of a buzzword, but it should be a, a good episode, I think. Well, let's kick into it, mate. What's, uh, what's cu- keeping you curious? Yeah, um, I've been learning about convolutions and how convolution works differently in different fields, how you know mathematics, computer science, um, convolution isn't exactly the same. It's often used in computer vision in computer science, but then in terms of like mathematics, it's like a, a fancy way of multiplying essentially. Um, anyway, so that's been keeping me curious. What about you? What's been keeping you curious? bit different um nepal has been keeping me curious actually okay okay uh, i've got a trip book there i'm actually heading pretty soon going trekking above you know four thousand five hundred five thousand meters uh, and existing up there for uh, hopefully a, a few weeks so um yeah just getting ready for that like sussing the gear and making sure we're ready to go so nice. very very excited no but, that's good yeah nice. should be good should be a good trip well, let's get into it. Um, first things first, in layman's terms, uh, can you please tell me what is artificial intelligence? Yeah, I mean, look, I think it's always a good thing to try and define something. And I think there's various definitions, but a very simple way, and I think a good way of thinking about it is it's the attempt to replicate thinking or like a human brain or something, the ability to analyze things. And yeah, it's essentially, it's replicating thinking in a computer. So, you know, the the human brain, we have like synapses. um, So you could look at that as like nodes or something in like a neural network. That's just an example. So, but yeah, essentially you're trying to replicate that so it's artificial thinking. That's that's how I like to think of it. Okay, very very interesting. I think we'll I'll pick your brain about uh, you know, if if AI has a brain a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in in the first instance, obviously, you know, AI right now is a big big word, very mm. very um topical and you hear it in every every company presentation, pretty much everyone's talking about it. But it's been around for a long time, I understand. Mm. Can you give us a, a brief history into it? Yeah, I can. So AI has been around for a long, long time. It's actually been around almost as long as the computer has. Um, so Alan Turing, some people say he was the uh, kind of the father of computing. He'd already theorized about AI. Uh, so in early in 1945, uh, Alan Turing predicted that one day a computer would be able to beat a human at chess. Um, and about 50 years later, um, they were able to create a, an AI that could beat uh, Gary Kasparov. And if no one knows who that is, he was a Russian chess player and he was very, very, very good. And, well, he still is actually. Yeah. And so basically AI has been around forever. There used to be a lot of competitions as well for doing essentially like a binary decision on you give it a AI a picture and it tells you what it is. Is it an apple? Is it an orange? Um, and then it wasn't really until like 2017 that Google published a paper regarding a new type of neural network called transformer model. And obviously, as we know, a few years later, ChatGPT came out, which is using that transformer model. So that's kind of been the big breakthrough came in 2017 and it's taken a while for that to mature a bit and for products to come out. That's why it's so relevant at the moment. Yeah, okay, 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 yeah. So now what could be more sort of common world uses is sort of coming through um, in AI. Hmm. And I'll probably ask you about like the how complex and how simple it can be in a bit. But one thing that's 
yeah, on my mind again, pretty like I'd say I'm a, an AI newbie, a bit of a punter mm. in this space and don't really know it that much. But does AI think like, is it conscious? Does it have a mind? And if it does, do we really have control of it? So like, you know, yeah, how does, how does it operate? I yeah, suppose. yeah. I think it, it's an interesting question. And I like to look back at the question and say, okay, well, what is thinking? You know, thinking stems from the notion of intelligence itself and you know, if I asked you to define intelligence, there'd be various different definitions that you'd probably be happy with. Um, Einstein defined intelligence as not knowledge, but imagination or creativity, which I think is an interesting definition. And so, you know, one thing that's been discussed a lot in AI is the amazing creativity that they have been able to produce in terms of artworks and, and things. Um, and so, can it think is a very broad question because AI, there's so, there's so many different artificial intelligences, right? But I would say that there are, there are little nuggets of examples where you could say it might be able to think. But I would say in general, especially the artificial intelligence that most of us have the chance to interact with, I'd say no is the answer. It's more of a filtering system on an enormous amount of data that it feels like it can think because of how much information it's been able to to essentially look through. Fair enough. Okay, so if it can't think, then is it conscious? Do we have to, like, so where I'm, where I'm taking this is, like, you know, some of those movies, like, AI could be seen as, like, cyborgs or whatever yep. and that sounds kind of stupid right but mm. like you know that's the perception in some places out there so like is it conscious and do we have control over it like if it is just based on a data set we're feeding it and training it yeah do we have control over ai yes i think we, we definitely do it's not something that's okay. going to break free and, and do its own thing um and the the reason we can get to that conclusion is the human brain is a very complex thing and it's something that we're trying to replicate essentially with ai is and, and what we're mainly trying to achieve, one big thing is AGI, which is artificial general intelligence. And we can get into that later. Um, but the main point is that a generalized intelligence means that it can do many things. And we haven't, we're not even, well, I don't want to say we're not close. There's a lot of theories on whether we're close or not to that. But the main thing is that the AIs that we interact with daily are not that. They're very good at one specific thing. So whether that's finding patterns in text or whether that's converting text to speech or whether that's, you know, correcting your messages or whatever it is, they're very good at one thing. So it's not really something that can break out and suddenly take over the internet. It's not really the, the AI that we're, we even have a capability of making right now. Right. So it's more, yeah. Okay. So, so the AI is that we're sort of, I uh, think, even though, you know, you, you talk to, you work with ChatGPT or Googlebot or whatever, and, you know, you're getting some pretty sensational stuff back when you're just feeding it stuff like a normal conversation. Mm. So maybe that gives the, uh, the impression that it can think and it's, it, it's super intelligent, but it, again, it's, it's, it's a language model that's trained on one thing and, and just like other AIs out there are trained on one or two things, mm. it's not the human brain that can do so much. Yeah, like they are really, really good at giving convincing responses. Mm. That doesn't mean that they can think. And having said that, just because that's where we are currently doesn't mean that it's not something that we should think about or, or something that we should try and, try and improve upon. You know, AI safeguards are a real thing um, and it's something that mm. has a lot of work put into it and I think it's really important. But yeah, that doesn't mean that we're in danger right now, I don't think. Okay, so quick one then. To build AI, do you need to write code? Yes. Okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> even even that sort of was, uh, you know, I, I, sometimes I don't know what goes into AI, but that helps. So then who builds and owns AI? So mm. firstly, on the creator side, just like 
who who does it? What type of professionals build AI? Is it all software, so computer scientists and software engineers, or are there other professions involved? Yeah, uh, it's a good question. So yes is the short answer. Um, it's computer scientists, software engineers, computer engineers, mathematicians, data engineers. But the studies kind of opened up more broadly now as well. Uh, it's a very complicated field. And like I was saying, you know, essentially we're trying to replicate the brain. So there's a lot more influential aspects. And so we're looking at like biologists, neuroscientists, um, physicists. There's, there's a lot more fields contributing to AI now. It's not just, you know, computer scientists. And, and if you looked at, um, at teams who are working on, you know, amazing AI, they have very diverse backgrounds, a lot of the, the people. Yeah, right. Okay, cool. So, and, and that was really interesting when you just mentioned the, uh, the neuroscientists and, and sort of starting to link them together. You were saying, you know, uh, AI is trying to replicate how we think, obviously yeah. to uh, replicate how we think we um, have to understand how the brain works. So, mm. yeah, really, really interesting. So then do the companies own AI? For example, does, does OpenAI own, you know, because it own AI because it owns ChatGPT. Does Google own AI because of Bard? Yeah, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so they yeah. own. So that's essentially they have code that's running on servers, and that's that's their ownership. So they own that code. They own those that hardware. That doesn't mean that you can't have AI that isn't owned by anyone. So for example, you can open source things. So Meta used to be Facebook. They have open sourced one of their large language models, LLMs. Um, called Llama. So it's something similar to ChatGPT. And yes, they own the initial code, but it's open source, which means anyone's free to use it and it's publicly available. So you can look at what right. it is that they actually had. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then do you think it, whether it's open source or it's a fully you know, owned by um, a company like Microsoft or Google or whatever, will we ever have to turn off AI? Like, will we have to stop one of them? Yeah, I mean, look, I I think the answer is likely yes. You know, if you have an AI one day with an enormous amount of capability, there's probably going to be some unintended use. That doesn't necessarily mean we're looking at, you know, a dystopian world or it doesn't mean that we're looking at a post-apocalyptic world or anything like that. I, I think um, in general terms, AI is, you know, it's a forefront of, of technology and there's probably going to be some form of either misuse or, or unintended use of it um, where it's able to do something that you weren't planning on. Um, and I, I think that, yes. And, and to answer the other question, which probably stems from that is, can we turn it off? Also, yes. It's code okay. that's running on hardware. You can turn it off. Mate, you picked my brain and good. Uh, you're you're <laughs> understanding the level I'm coming from and I'm hoping um, a lot of listeners sort of appreciate just to, to, to build up from that, that grand level. Um, while we're on this topic, I'm just going to quickly ask, uh, so then, then begs the question, you know, unintended consequences, this and that, will or can or is ChatGPT going to take my job as a general statement? This, you don't have to yeah. go DPR and I know this is a big topic, but yeah. Yeah, I, I think I could have a very, very long-winded answer to this. And and look, there's there's definitely there's definitely different opinions on this, but mine is the answer is no. Okay. I don't think it's taking your job. Having said that, um, that doesn't mean that there aren't areas that uh, it could seriously threaten jobs. You know, the fact is that we have a, a new way of leveraging efficiency, and so if you're someone who's maybe um, writing content, so whether that's marketing or journalism or something, or or even to some extent creating content like images there's a there's a good chance that that might be threatened by it but i but i definitely think that 
at at the moment artificial intelligence when we're not somewhere where it can critically think and it it can't take in all of the factors and so i think in in most cases uh no it's probably not going to take your job but that doesn't mean that it won't be a very useful tool or it doesn't mean that you know part of the industry might move towards using ai for uh, of you know, efficiency reasons yeah it's so crazy i, c- I couldn't believe uh, some of the creative stuff um that was coming out of ai uh, that has been coming mm. out of ai like some of the the images and the the paintings and illustrations and stuff like that is so wild even like i've heard some ai music and um mm. it's uh, it was definitely not what i expected you know when i was first hearing about ai but yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's funny how that works, actually, because we initially thought with artificial intelligence that the last things to go would be creative jobs because mm. we thought, well, AI cannot replicate the, the human creativity. That's impossible, right? Um, but it depends on your definition of creativity because if you give mm. it enough you know, data to be trained on, it can find little little patterns or little glimpses of creativity in trying to create something that you've asked for. And so mm. what what seems to be creative is is really leveraging off, you know, artist creativity. And obviously there's the the moral debates around that, the ethics side of it. But I, I think it's really interesting that it can produce amazing, amazing content. Mm. But some things that it can't do is, you know, it can't critically think about a lot of things. Um, so for example, you know, how are you replace uh, theoretical physics? Oh, it's going to be a pretty difficult task, but it doesn't mean mm. that you can't give it parameters and it could help in that area. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's interesting. There's a lot of testing. All right, la- yeah, last thing, I just feel, find it so wild that like, you know, I mean, yes, it can produce some pretty awesome stuff, but is it creative? Well, not necessarily because it's based it on all the data and all the inputs that's been fed. But for example, mm. like Van Gogh or any of these fancy artists, I'm not, not massive on art. It was crazily creative because it was probably like absolutely revolutionary and new for its time, which, mm. Mm. yeah, so the, it's based on the inputs. Anyway, um, let's get into a bit about like AI and, and whether it's going to be effective or not. So mm. I want to ask you, how do you know whether an AI application is going to be effective? So for example, I mean, you know, in, in all sorts of companies, reports nowadays you know they're they're saying oh we're an ai company we're ai enabled company um or you know in their investor presentations and they're um sort of spruiking it but how much of that is nonsense like how do you see the wood from the trees when you're looking at into ai world and what's actually useful yeah i think it's actually a bit of a hard question i mean there's there's a lot of things where look ai is currently a hype train it's currently a buzzword um yeah and so especially if you can tack it onto a pre-existing company or, or product you can market it as that um and it can help generate excitement it might even help boost your valuation as a, as a business and so from a marketing perspective it makes a lot of sense and so to try and weed it out in a lot of circumstances i think that uh, like one good thing is to look at, okay, has this been added to an existing product or service or has AI been built around it from the core? So for example, ChatGPT, no, that's not hype. It's a very useful tool. Why? Because all it is, is a large language model. But if you look at another company that's saying we have AI speech detection or or something or Mm. AI maybe autocorrect, you know, is that just something that they've tacked on or is that something that they've really built the company around? Um, and that I think gives an indication of how much value it has and, and if it's just part of the hype chain or if it's actually, yeah, something very, very useful. 
Yeah, okay, very, very interesting. And I could draw a lot of parallels to that to other industries, for example, you know, battery storage, electric vehicles, all that sort of stuff. Mm, But mm. I'll I'll hold off for now because I definitely want to get deeper into it. So in that case, then how simple can AI be? Like obviously, like you you mentioned, it could be built, purpose-built from the ground up or it can be added Mm. to existing services. And it seems like there's there's use cases in both as long as it's making things more efficient and effective. But how simple can it be? Very, very simple. Artificial intelligence encompasses so much. And so if you add some form of artificial intelligence to an existing service, that counts. You know, you have AI. It doesn't mean that it's adding a lot of value, but it's there. Mm. You've done it. Mm. Um, And so, yeah, the answer is really simple. I mean, a classic example is uh, like some form of binary decision where you have, you know, is this an apple or is this an orange? Yes, it's computer vision, but it's quite a simple, you know, scenario. You give it an image and it tells you if it's one or the other, or is this an apple or is it not an apple? So it can actually be very simple, but I think in most uh, very useful implementations are a bit more complex. Right, right. Okay. So building from that then, can you give me some examples of your favorite AIs, making the world a better place, more productive, more efficient? Like where do you see and have you seen AI really adding value? Yeah, that's that's a good question. I mean, I mentioned before about Meta, how that open sourced um, Llama 2. And I think that's a really interesting space to watch because the main thing that's interesting about that was that they gave a commercial license to that open source, which means that me or you or anyone else can create a product and make money from it using that large language model. And I think that's huge because, Mm. you know, for example, OpenAI, they have the secret source, you know, that's that's theirs. But this is this is giving it to anyone. Um, and I think that there could be a lot of really interesting, um, yeah, industries that positively affected by it. And I think that in general, look for things that are built on Llama 2. Yeah. Another another interesting one is uh, Pi AI, which is an AI that is it's essentially like a, a personal AI, something that's um, relatable and yeah it's basically they've they've gotten a chat bot and they've got text to speech and they've combined them to make like a talking ai that you can interact with and they're, they're trying to do some really interesting stuff around mental health and i think that that's awesome and i think that that's a space that could definitely grow and then a, a big one which i haven't talked about which isn't open ai funnily enough it's actually DeepMind, right. which is the team behind AlphaGo. there's a fantastic documentary on youtube about it but essentially they were the first team to build an ai that could beat a human at go so if you don't know what go is it's essentially uh, an extremely complicated board game with much like an exorbitant amount of moves so much more than than chess like possible moves so it's a really hard thing to compute um and they were able to to beat a, a human with an ai and the bigger thing though was that they released something called alpha fold which is the most accurate predictive mapping of folded proteins on earth and if you don't know what that is or why that's useful, essentially it'll massively affect chemistry and biology. Um, and this came out, I think, in 2020, maybe 2021. Um, and we're starting to, to reap some of the rewards of them just opening up this data set. Um, so I think that's awesome. Keep, keep your eye on DeepMind as well. Yeah, that's so crazy. And I love a lot of those examples. I think the last one, like, you know, using it in healthcare, like, sure, um, if an AI is beating humans in chess, that's cool. But like, if you're using it to to better healthcare outcomes. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty awesome. Have you got an example off the top of your head of how AI has changed the old way of doing things? Maybe it's just even ChatGPT, like, 
uh, how we've stopped, we've now just assumed um, AI in our day-to-day lives and Mm. it's made an old process better. Yeah, okay. I think, in my opinion, we're still in that phase of of moving away from the old ways. So it's still Mm. where AI is really assisting in a lot of ways. So I don't know whether there's, there's that much that I would say like the old way is now better, but it's rather assisting in so many of the old ways and eventually that might change. Um, but yeah, I think some big ones is, uh, yeah, like content creation, I would say. So yeah, whether that's, okay. that's images or whether that's, that's text, even if it's just coming up with the idea or something to, to be based off, I think, yeah, that's, that's come a long way. And I think in a lot of circumstances, the first thing, a lot of people would do now is ask an AI and then try and build off it or make it better or, or something like that. Mate, I actually actually really love that. One of the best bits of advice that I got given is um, I think I was doing writing some papers uh, back in the day and, um, you know, like getting grilled on what I was writing and yeah. you sort of get disheartened a little bit, but you always got to remember that it's much, much easier to review and critique something than it is to credit from scratch, right? Yeah. But yeah. then just like you said before with with content creation at least before you get something critiqued or whatever you can you know test it with an ai yeah. and even potentially give it your ideas and get something made that you can critique but then also do in your own words and compare the pair before yep. you send something off so maybe that initial level of quality is higher yep. because of it so yeah i think yeah. um the hardest place to start is always with an empty page so if you can fill it with something um it definitely helps to then to yeah that be a starting point or even as you were saying like for grammatical correctness or or improving a written piece i mean that's it's very useful mate awesome and i'm gonna use your wise words there uh starting from an empty page a lot of people a lot of our listeners might be thinking you know ai it could be really good but I have no idea about it um, mm. and I have no idea how to use it, how to be effective with it and where to start. So mm. what suggestions would you give a, a typical non-tech guy or gal um, that wants to explore AI and try to use it effectively to help their work or projects or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I think, um, look, you don't have to understand it. You know, you don't have to understand how it works uh, to leverage that and, and get a competitive advantage. Like, we're talking about an extremely complicated field and you don't have to do that. All you have to do is use it. I think that's the biggest Mm. thing is use Mm. it. The worst thing you could do is be afraid of it, feel like it's going to take your job and then not touch it. And you haven't been able to gather any of the tools or focus on, on any of the value that it actually can provide. So in computer science, there's something called, uh, it's a bit of a joke in computer science, which is prompt engineering. Um, it's we we joke about it but it is actually legitimate there are you know some actual techniques to getting more value out of an ai but something to keep in mind is that it's it's a really young field like there's a lot that hasn't been uncovered yet and so you using these you know tools you might be able to find some really interesting things that work really well and that Mm -hmm. no one else knows so so be curious um you know, try and eliminate genuine problems that you have with AI. And I think that you'll learn a lot and have a learning mindset and ask for forgiveness, not permission if you have to, and just go for it. And I think you'll uh, you'll get a lot out of it. It'll be very beneficial. Yeah. Mate, that's so awesome. Um, and, and I think, you know, it's funny, like 
sometimes you can feel like you're just playing with it and wasting time or whatever. Like I know um, me and me and some of the boys have, have just made silly poems or like send each other photos that we've generated on um, yep. some of those visual AIs that are that are pretty funny, but. In, in a sense, you're sort of training yourself, right? To, yeah. If you yeah. want to create like a funny monkey photo or something, you have to yeah. give it a set of prompts. And, and yeah, that's sort of training exactly. yourself to to get something out of these AIs. I think it's important to be conscious though as well. Right, like, right, right. You know, at the very least, if you're just making funny pictures of your mates or funny poems, note down to yourself, like what worked the best? What was mm. it that gave me the best result? Because that actually might affect other things. So... Yeah, I think definitely be conscious about what is working and what isn't. Yeah, okay. No, love that. That's really, really handy. Now, I carrying on that theme, I think we're just about at time. If a listener can get only one thing out of this discussion about AI, uh, it's been awesome and, and we might have to do another episode and, and go a bit deeper on the 201. Um, mm. But what is, what's the key takeaway that you want to take away from this episode? Yeah, I think I'll try and keep this one simple and that is artificial intelligence is here to stay. Mm. It's here to grow. So learn to live with it and learn to use it. I think um, that that's the best. I think the best thing you could do. Yeah, awesome. What about you? Have you do you have a, a key takeaway from the discussion of this? Yeah, I think uh, mine is definitely not to really be intimidated by. It. I was actually reflecting as as you were describing some of those things, and like you know, at the end of the day, I am not a software engineer, and I don't understand how a lot of the awesome, really popular softwares you know a lot of the google suite a lot of the microsoft suite that we use every day for Mm. our jobs and stuff like that i don't know how they were coded and built but i still use them and get lots out of them and produce some really awesome things with them so maybe just ai is no different maybe i just got to get into it and um yeah use the technology that's there and just get good at getting into it so yeah i love that yeah thank you so much for sharing our thoughts um mate that was awesome awesome yeah anytime Alrighty. Well, thanks for listening. Find us at QRCCrisis.com and The Curiosity Crisis on Instagram. We're on all major streaming services, so you can listen how you like. Before I say goodbye, uh, I've got one little favor to ask. If you got anything out of this episode, do us a favor and just send it to one friend. If you think they'll get something out of it, uh, it'll make the biggest difference to us. Your recommendation definitely carries a lot of weight. So thank you and uh, catch you on the next episode. Cheers. Cool. Thanks for listening.